I'll start us out. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this one time at OU. Thanks so much for joining us. This is Roz, and Tim's with us. Hey. And uh, we have, it's a very special episode tonight because we have Marty O'Sullivan, a Athens legend. Uh, he did become a legend without actually becoming an OU student, which is not easy to do, I'd say. I'd say, right, Marty? Well, I, I was a perennial guest in Athens for the better part of well, seven or eight years. I think longer than my own college career at Cleveland State. But uh, the way it worked was I had some really, really good friends who were attending OU. And uh, I actually have an older sister who attended OU. So I knew about Athens ah. and had been down there to visit as a, a high schooler going to drop off and pick her up uh, and, ah. and things like that. Never went to a Little Sibs weekend or anything, but I right. was familiar with the area. Right. And then a couple of my really good friends attend school there, and it turns into, hey, you have to come down for the weekend. Or uh, what it really started it off well, was... Well, you were part of the Lakewood Boys. I In was my part, mind, yeah, yeah. there was the Lakewood Boys, this group of friends. So Marty O's from the same era that we are. That's the, right. From OU, late 80s. Um, and Tim and I uh, both have the Marty O, you know, memories from college and beyond. And I just remember meeting you as one of the Lakewood boys. So that's who roped you in, right? I, yeah, I actually I was, thought you I went to OU for the longest time. From well before college, and then as as I was saying, we have a couple of good friends who wound up attending school there, and we just sort of gravitated about three and a half hours south of Lakewood every other weekend, or Sometimes for weeks at a time, depending on how comfortable the couches were that year. <laughs> well, you know what? OU has got to be the ultimate weekend destination, too. Like, if you're a, a young college kid anywhere, a young person, any age, really, like, what a good place to go for the weekend. And particularly when you know everyone, you're going to go see a bunch of friends, and you know you're just going to have fun. Well, and it was small enough where you could really manage the whole weekend. It wasn't like going to visit somebody at, uh, like, Ohio State. Or something like that, where the campus is just immense. Right. And not not that I spent a lot of time actually on campus. But Did you visit the, when they were in the dorms as well? Or I started out as a dorm visitor. My, ah. fir my first time at OU, other than as a family visit, was Springfest. Oh, God, Springfest. And I've been racking what's left of my brain to figure out who was on the bill that year. This would have been the spring of 1987. And I'm pretty sure we saw the outlaws. That sounds right. And, of course, there was a whole stage full of entertainers. Every hour there was a different one or hour and a half, like a regular festival set up. And the outlaws were the headliner that year. And I had really just started to get into... More country music than just Willie Nelson or Johnny Cash, which I'd been listening to for some time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, boy, we just loved the... Uh, we were right up front. Yeah. I mean, and if I recall correctly... Yeah, I think that was our freshman year. Do you think, Tim? Springfest? Yes, it was. Uh, it was, for sure. I came in late. I came in that December. And I'm just trying to remember. It seems like there was a... What, I mean, if you remember the Outlaws, it sounds... Right, or 38 special, someone like that played, but... I, it uh, was... See, I think it was the Outlaws, because I remember Greengrass and High Tides, and I remember them doing uh, uh, the Johnny Cash song, uh, Ghost Riders in the Sky, but what I most remember, other than 
uh, this giant green field full of people, which I had never seen anything like. Oh, man, the so beers were flowing. The beers were flowing. It's a hot so day. Fun. It's a great day. Everybody's having fun. I think somebody knew, like, weren't the... I think one of the fraternities was in charge of a beer booth. We definitely, the beer was flowing. And, and, and somebody, not of age. somebody <laughs> knew somebody. Well, well not some, that that never stopped. Right, <laughs> right. Somebody knew somebody, but there was some sort of beer table scam going on. Oh, yeah, where, yeah, yeah. Like if you, you handed in your ticket, they'd hand you three back when nobody was looking or, or some sort of weirdness was going on with the way the cups of beer were distributed. I don't, <laughs> I don't think anybody from Lakewood paid for a cup full of beer that whole day. Right. And then the outlaws get up on stage and they start doing their three or four guy power rock and roll lineup of just, oh, it, it was wonderful. The following Spring Fest. So you were like, that was like your first visits? That was my, that was my first ever go, visit to OU as a party destination. Right. Yeah, and like I would have just, was, uh, I would have stayed. Well, I, I had obligations. I See, I didn't actually start my college career until a couple of years later. I was in the working class for a little while before I uh, started at CSU, so... I had the opportunity to come down just for random weekends and just call my boss from the dorm or somebody's house on Sunday night and be like, I'll be in on Tuesday. My car broke down or (laughs) my grandmother died for the 19th time this month or whatever. They're Uh, like, Marty, we know you're in Athens. Have fun. Come back ready to work Tuesday. Yeah. Just, just please come back sometime. Exactly. (laughs) So, um, so we did that, and and it, it was, it was just always an event, or just come down for the weekend. My buddies were in the dorms the first spring fest. They were in Crawford, I believe. That's the oh, other. That's where it all started. That's where I met Joe and, and the all, whole the Lakewood whole, crowd. Whole Lakewood right. Oh, Crawford. I, I remember not being allowed to park by the golf course because they tow your car. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I remember the directions we got were get off the highway, go to follow the signs. That's, nobody had a cell phone. We weren't going to bring a map with us. <laughs> These are the directions we got to get to Crawford. And then later Dugan. You remember this, okay. <laughs> get off the highway, follow the signs that say to campus. Get to campus, roll down your window, and holler at somebody, Where's Crawford? (laughs) And they'll point you in the right direction. (laughs) Go to the golf course and don't park there. But once you find a spot that's away from the golf course, you won't be towed. And here's our, you'll find, it's all the dorms look alike. They all look like these colonial giant brick buildings. You're on a college campus. You'll find us. Here's my dorm number. <laughs> See, that and is like, great. Oh, okay. We can just, I can only imagine in this day and age, you have to be buzzed in. You have to show identification. You can't have this. You can't have, this was, just yell, where's Crawford? And somebody will get you <laughs> no, to my actually, dorm No, actually, Marty having a son that was just in Crawford for his freshman year. Is that right? It is. Yeah, he was in Crawford. It is the same. You can have visitors. You can have, they don't ID you to get in and out. There, You do have to get buzzed in, but you can okay. definitely like wait till someone opened the door. Right. Or, and they're allowed to have guests. Um, the only time they're strict about it is Halloween. 
and that was my yeah that was but, by far my favorite weekend destination we did i think i did probably five or six halloweens in athens yes i don't know so we did the spring fest in 87 i think i went down there a couple of times over the summer maybe i don't it's all pretty fuzzy i'll be honest with you but the uh-huh. next major function was halloween of 87 and my buddies had moved to dugan and i think props to old south I which think, is new south um the quad activity that was witnessed by the RA is the reason they were no longer allowed to stay in Dugan. Yes, yeah. And I heard that story. That's a good one. Got their first off-campus house. I think that was because of Halloween 1987. Of which you were an integral part of their demise. <laughs> oh no, I was just along for the ride, but there uh-huh, were some, uh, there were cra- there were there were crazy people from all walks of life. No, they had another the another state. crazy friend, not that you're a crazy friend, but they had somebody else come from home that was older and, and hell raising, right? Oh, there were a couple of guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's what happened if I remember. So you, you weren't the hell raiser. Okay. I was just along for the ride. Okay. But uh but that's what we did and then Springfest the next year was the Marshall Tucker band. I distinctly remember that. Um, I always thought Bob Seger should play Springfest, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm kind of indifferent to Bob Seger, really. I like him okay, um, but I always thought he would be a good Springfest band. Oh yeah, he would have put on a heck of a party. Yes. I think he was much too big for that though at that time. Yeah, right. actually, I saw him like a year ago, and he played like 20 songs, and all of them were super popular. I didn't realize how many songs he has. Oh, he could fill two sides of a greatest hits CD or greatest hits album. Right. I'm right. dating myself. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so so Halloween, Spring Fest. Tell us about um, one of your favorite Halloweens. Well, I mean, there are so many of them, right? Um, golly. the My, my favorite memories of Halloween are, were the earlier days uh, before it got, when they were still in the, 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 the trailer that the bands were on. We're still in the secure parking lot. Well, they the very first year we were there, it was not even sanctioned yet. There right. No bands. Right. It was organic. And then it became sanctioned towards the end. Where well, they had the bands. And, and they, stuff, they yeah. moved but they moved the trailer down like to the end of the road. Mm-hmm. But that's what a, I remember. I remember being on a street. Like I don't remember are you talking like the parking lot next to the CI? That's that exactly it, because we knew everybody who worked at the CI, especially the back door guy, and we could just go from the secure parking lot back through the back door of the CI, hang out there for a minute or two, run back outside, catch a couple of tunes, boogie down for a little while. Oh, yeah. And we were doing the back oh, door shuffle all night How long. How ideal was that? That was the ideal setup. I was in Nirvana. That was the best party setup I could ever come across. <laughs> and by then I had been there on enough odd off weekends where there weren't a million other people there that the guys who were going to school there and some of the locals even knew me. So they're like, oh, hey, Marty, oh, you're back. Like I had never gone anywhere. So no, that's definitely I mean, that's, a lot that, of people just assumed you were a student there. I got I, invited. I, I assumed you were a student for, uh, until after we graduated. <laughs> Nothing pleases me more than what, whatever the first year was <laughs> that uh, you guys put together the class of 90 reunion. Yes. If it was the 5th or the 10th, I don't remember. But 
I got an invitation. And I call my buddy and I said, do they know I'm not a bobcat at all? And he says, yes, they know. They just want you to be there. I also get, um, on a side note, I also get invitations to Lakewood High's reunion every year because everybody just assumed I went there because I hung out with like 45 guys who went to Lakewood High and went to all the Lakewood High parties instead of, and, and we all went to the same ones, but it, it's funny. I'm St. Ed's, right? Yeah, yeah. So I went to St. Ed's in Cleveland State and I still get invited to the Lakewood High and OU reunions. Dude, that's spe- See, that's why it's a very special episode. <laughs> it, it, I, I must have left an impression somehow. I don't know. I think I left an impression on the post office wall once. But, uh, but you know, that was it. It, it, was, uh, it was a great place to go and visit, a great place to go and get away from it all. I remember a couple of years, um, I took my spring break in Athens just because I, I didn't have the money to go to Florida. I didn't really go to school with anybody I knew from Cleveland. It was I mean, I knew a couple of guys, but um, it wasn't like I, I, I lived yeah. in my parents' basement, so I wasn't in my roommates, none of that sort of thing. Right, and, it uh, wasn't like where your friends were. And Athens' spring break was the week of my finals week. I think the following spring, and for a couple before, right around that time anyway, I would take my spring break and stay on my buddy's couch at the Hickory House because that was the first full week of classes for Athens that nobody went to school for anyway. (laughs) So it was just like an extended spring break for them. They're like, come on down. We're not going to class anyway. Stay on the couch for a week and go home. Right, right. So it was the poor man's spring break was uh, Hickory Hickory Avenue. I'd say it's a a smart man's spring break. (laughs) And and it was. And and we always had a good time. Um, Well, we have to talk for a moment about the legend that is the Hickory House. Oh, sure. Because I don't believe we've discussed that on this podcast, have we, Tim? I don't think We have not. No, I don't think so. So the Hickory House was this cool house. It was, what, a colonial? I think so. With the two, kind of looks like the White House with the two columns in the front. Oh, it was a horrific house. And it was um, big and, like, just classic. There's always a dog in the yard. There was always, like, a dice game going on. There was always beers in the fridge. Anything you wanted. And uh, it was just classic. It like, was it was classic. Animal House. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. That's all I can say about that. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. But it was a great place to spend a couple of days. And it was... Uh, it was a good way station, and Athens was a good way station for a lot of summer trips, too, because we always, it seems like we always knew somebody who was summering over in Athens. Right. So if we were going to a concert, uh, the Grateful Dead was traveling all over the Midwest back in those days, we'd go see them in Louisville or Pittsburgh or Cincinnati or somewhere, and somebody would say, hey, stay at my house in Athens, and then we'll just go from there. So you'd show up in Athens in the you know, the middle of July or August uh-huh. or something, and not a not a student to be found anywhere. And you still had this just great little Appalachian community that, uh, you know, where I come from around the greater Cleveland area, things don't move that slowly. Things don't, things are a, a little more deliberate, a little more pronounced, and, and you get used to 
sort of, I mean, not like it's New York City or anything, but you get used to the big city way of, of, of going about your business. And, and you get down to, to Athens and you just get to relax and you, you keep in mind that uh, things still get done. They just get done a little bit differently. And, and, and Fast and Furious is not always the best way to get things done. So I always appreciated that. It took me a little a little bit of coaching to get through the, you know, this is how you have to behave at the supermarket. This is how you, have, these people are not on your schedule, you know, and I'm sure young, younger people when they're their first time in a country style setting, I'm sure it's no different than, than anybody else's experience, but All right, once I got sure. the hang of that and some beautiful yeah. natural places to hang out to going out to Fox Lake. It's uh, just beautiful area other all around. We want the Strouds a fair Strouds, amount. I remember that, yeah. Old Man's Cave, is not too far Old Man's there. Cave, just, I mean, just a gorgeous place yeah. to put a college campus. Roz went uh, to Marietta for pizza. Did you ever do the Marietta's for pizza trip? No, I didn't. Yeah. What is this? Um, there was a pizza place in Marietta that we used to, it'd be like our Sunday thing to do. Okay. Let's go to Marietta. Oh, uh, <laughs> see, our, <laughs> our Sunday thing to do was to go to Tony's and gamble. <laughs> Yes, I remember. Wasn't there a lot of gambling going on at Hickory House? Like, if I picture it, I picture a dice game. There was a dice game going on <laughs> quite frequently. Well, I picture you dice know, games there, there, yes. there was a lot of dice going on. There was, um, oh, just any sort of any sort of activity, anything under the sun, morning, noon, or night. I it think was, there was occasional studying, but... I think everybody who... Every once in a while. I, I think everybody <laughs> who lived in that house graduated... Or two people might have decided that they were going to go to Hocking instead, but still live at the Hickory House. Right. I, and, and, and again, I've, I've been led to believe that that was not an uncommon occurrence. We weren't the only people doing that either. No, no, no. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but, you know, we, had, we always had a good time. I met a lot of interesting people. Um... Uh, we were talking about Halloween and, mm-hmm. uh, your favorite one, uh, when you dressed as, uh, Huggy Bear, was it? No, I did not dress as Huggy Bear. Oh, okay. No. That would be a good I, one, I was though. not Huggy Bear. Uh, didn't you dress as Herb Tarlick from WKRP in Cincinnati? I, I was. The year prior, we had gotten a bunch of, there, there was a place, I, what was it called? Um, New to You? Was uh, a was a secondhand a store? A yeah, store? yeah. Yes, yes. So I had gotten some items out of my own personal collection, and I think this was Halloween number three for me. And my friend had scored the what we just affectionately referred to as the disco jumpsuit from New to You, and I had come down with some stuff, and we'd already discovered the joy of putting on an afternoon costume just to hang out. And then putting on the evening costume to go downtown and cavort with the like-minded people. <laughs> so, you know, people would put on goofy masks and things like that. And some of the costumes were more elaborate than others. And we would wake up and start putting on our, our costume thing for the whole day. And, and we would have to get over to see the Safarians, whatever backyard they were playing in. That's my favorite Halloween memory of all time. I forgot time. all about that band. Was watching the Safarians, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I, I didn't remember. Like I hadn't heard that since we were at OU. They were yeah, the bomb, I man. I loved them. them. <laughs> I loved the Safarians. So, hey. uh, 
Now, Herb Tarlick, remind me which one he was on Her- WKRP. Herb Tarlick was the general sales manager who always wore, like, the, the gaudy plaid suits. Oh, okay. So I had some gaudy clothing anyway. And uh, <laughs> so um, so we go to New to You and, and, and accessorize. And uh, I got just this horrific plaid pants and sport coat combination and I bought some black spray paint and I spray painted my hair. My buddy took the disco jumpsuit and used shower curtain rings as earrings and had a red wig. Joe Jarabek was a dead ringer for Helen Roper oh, Helen from Roper. Three's Company. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we had Herb Tarlick and Helen Roper. And then... Those are good choices. Those are kind of off the wall, but good. Like They were really, really good. Everybody was really good that year. And uh, this is at the secure parking lot. We They used to do a get up on stage and announce what costume you are. And we'll do a, like, throw, oh, a contest? do some sort of contest yeah. or whatever. And, and so I make my way over to the side of the stage and people are jostling for position and I'm not into that at all. I'm like, ah, forget it. I don't, I'm not going to bother. I'm going to go back to the bar. And the guy at the top of the stage running the show, he's like, you, who are you? I'm like, I'm Herb Tarlick. He goes, get up here, dude. Tell the, tell the whole crowd who you are. This is going to be hilarious. I'll introduce you. (laughs) And that's what he did. He would pick good costumes and say, come up and sort of make a shtick out of it on, on the stage. And uh, so I get up there, and, and he's like, "And uh, we have a very you know famous radio personality, whatever, or, or sales personality, however he said it. And tell him who you are. I'm Herb Tarlick, general sales manager, WKRP in Cincinnati. Crowd goes wild. Everybody. That happy. is awesome. Bam! There we go. And uh, did you win? Well, no. But once <laughs> once you did that, though, the whole street knew who you were, so you couldn't walk from bar to bar or go out into the front and go across to the hole in the wall, grab uh, a sandwich, you know. Yeah. You're sort of like a little minor for that two hours of Halloween, like a little minor celebrity. And people are like, oh, Herb. It's like old home week. Herb, how are you? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Nice patent leather shoes, you know, that sort of thing. And and so Herb Tarlick and Helen Roper were just walking around all over the joint. We loved it. Yeah, <laughs> That is that, great. That was classic. That was That was definitely the way to go. Do you think that contributed to your future career in radio? I think it may have. I've always been I've always been enthralled with radio. It was WKRP, right? You it was. Watched every episode. I, I sure did. And Who did it? Boy, oh, I didn't I know that. That's that's great. It's like so you got into radio. It's like childhood dream came I true. I wanted to be Doctor Johnny Fever so bad. <laughs> booger. A booger. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's man. right. Oh, that's yeah. He got fired for saying booger. He did, oh, and then right. he wound up on the lowest station on the dial. I'm like, why are they saying booger? Yeah. Take too long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're showing our age for sure. Like younger folks, like, what are those guys talking about? I know. Look, Google it. Hey, uh, Marty, we were we had the mayor on, and um, we were saying we need to come up with a song for Athens. Like Athens need a song. Do you think it should be like a, a country song or, or more like a like a Hank Three Country. What do yes, you think, Raj? Too. The mayor of Athens would work on a theme song. Yeah, we need to find a theme song for Athens. What are your I thoughts on that? I would ask for an incomplete on the assignment. <laughs> number one, which I think anybody in Athens has gotten at least one of those. And uh, I would go with yeah, uh, more of an Americana thing, sort of 
They're a little edgy, but uh, I I would favor I I would and this is this is one of the groups I discovered in Athens. That's another thing I wanted to point out was that uh, a lot of people go to college and by virtue of living with a very diverse group of people learn a great deal about a diverse uh, group of music. And and I did certainly from my high school and living where I lived with a large family, but uh, I got turned on to the band in Athens, Ohio. Oh, the really? band, the band. The band. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and, a good one, too, to be turned on to any time in your life. And, and right. I, you know, I kind of, I'd heard the weight. I'd heard the night they drove old Dixie down. Yeah. I'd heard Cripple Creek. I'd heard the hits. I'd never heard It Makes No Difference. I'd never heard Life is a Carnival. I'd never heard Chest Fever. I'd never heard any of the stuff other than off of their greatest hits albums. You know what I mean? So right. that that holds a real affinity for me. I, I, I think if you're going to make a song about Athens, Ohio, go in the direction of the band. Go in, hey, that go is, that's like, I, that's ideal. That, that is good, good call there. I think you're right I, onto something. I discovered a lot of Bob Marley. Yeah, well, hey, Robbie Robertson's still around, right? Robbie's still around. Get him on the horn. Yeah. <laughs> Done. And uh, I would not be where I am today. I would know next to nothing about Little Feet had I not met a guy by the name of Chris Danke in Crawford Hall who insisted that I listen to this vinyl album he had and do the Dixie Chicken with him. I said, (laughs) what is the Dixie Chicken? He said, you've never heard of the Dixie Chicken? Well, that's about to change. (laughs) And I might have the timing mixed up on it. Chris would know better than me. It could have been the Hickory House living room, but... I had never heard of Little Feet until Athens. Oh, so they're be, awesome. Be, Gotta love that. You know, be, yeah. be, between the natural beauty of the place, between the crazy great times, between the, the vacation possibilities and the outstanding music, I mean, it was just a really, really special place and really, really special people. Yeah, all good folks. That whole crowd you're with uh, are good people. Uh, so CI was obviously your favorite bar. Uh, what was your favorite place to eat? I really loved the hole in the wall across the street from the CI. I thought they had great subs. I loved That's the burrito a, buggy. Tim was a delivery man. Okay. I, I worked there, I worked there for five years. Um, and it was, yeah, it was one of my favorites. And we just had the, the burrito buggy guy on, and he was a super guy. Uh, it was a different owner back when, when we were there, but uh, sure. it's still alive and kicking. You know, and, and that was another thing. To, to a guy from a big city going to an urban college and – you know, food trucks were still about 25 years away. I know. Athens is ahead of it, man. I got down there, and they're like, oh, you got to go to the bagel buggy, the burrito buggy. I mean, that was a mainstay. And I wasn't carrying a lot of money with me at the time. I was uh, kind of poor and cheap also. So, uh, you know, you could go to the bagel buggy with a couple of bucks and get a good good little bit to eat. Oh, 50 cents for a bagel with butter and jelly, uh-huh. 75 cents for peanut butter. And then if you wanted to start putting stuff on it and actually make it a sandwich, yeah. it wasn't that much. Same with the hole in the wall. Athens is the cheapest place still to this day, I think, in the world. It is. That's Not in the world, obviously, there. but <laughs> I think in America. I can't remember where we used to get pizza from. But well, there late was a night place, was the place everyone loved. Late night yeah. pizza, probably. And um, golly, well, we went to the Bob Evans for, uh, we would try to go to the Bob Evans, but you had to beat the Methodists there. Yeah, and that's uh, high dollar when you're in college going to Bob Evans. We loved the biscuits and gravy at Bob Evans, but we were never up in time to beat the after church crowd. 
So you'd go there and it'd be like an hour long wait. And we just said, forget it. You know, did you guys go to Taco John's much? Because it's still in business and that guy's come on the show. I mean, I liked it. Okay. But I'm like, wow, way to stick it out. They've been, I don't recall Taco John's. It it was there in 85. It's just over the bridge. Like when you're walking from uh, Athens proper down, um, what's that? Uh, Is it Richland? What's the street? Yeah, that would have been Richland. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, it's off to the left. Huh? Oh, I guess I picture it. I just, I guess I wasn't into it. <laughs> yeah. Like, not a lot of people went, actually. And they had, like, five tacos for a dollar on Mondays or something crazy. But, yeah, it wasn't, like, well-known. But, I don't know, it's still holding its own. That is amazing. Yeah. And then, uh, what about the Studio 54 place? That 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 bar that Fish worked at, the uh, disco place. We had some fun times there. The uh, studio. Was, I think that was just called the. See, I don't know it was a like lot studio of names. Studio Fifty Four. I, yeah. I always thought it was Studio Thirty Eight. I'm so wrong oh, on 38, that. Oh, Thirty Eight. You're right, Tim. But that other guy, Jim, said no. He said Fifty Four. I said I think it was Thirty Studio Thirty Eight. Like no, Fifty Four. The famous one in, in New York. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's definitely the one in Manhattan. No, I I just remember there was and it was a Halloween and I can't recall which costume I was in, but. Our friend Cindy, I believe, was Julie McCoy from The Love Boat. And somebody else was Chrissy Snow from Three's Company. And they actually had to work at the studio in the afternoon of Halloween. And we're like, well, who's going to go to this, like, disco-style bar in the... We were exactly right. Nobody was there. So they put the word out. They're like, dude, nobody's going to be there. Hush, hush. You guys come and we'll take care of you. Right. So we had our own little disco party for like three straight hours. I mean, and I just remember them having like a fishbowl dance floor and a no kidding disco ball. And Yeah, Fish was on the show, Marty, and she was saying that she, like one night they got all out of hand and she they couldn't her and her other person, her friend working there, they couldn't count the money. And so they're like, all right, sorry, we quit. We just can't figure all this out. I think <laughs> was, they quit. Yeah, they're like, they, quit they, they just quit on the spot. Yeah. Like, oh, this is too much. This is too much responsibility. Here's a here's a shopping bag full of money. I quit. Right. That's about par for the course for those days. But that was just like a little private afternoon Halloween party for, you know, the the bartenders and forty of their closest friends, and and we had a ball. And I think we just stayed uptown and kept on rolling. And that was the, you know, it was big, but it was contained and it was still small enough where you could just walk up and down Court Street as much as you, as much or as little as you wanted to. Stop into a joint. Don't stop into a joint. Go up. We, the people in the apartments up above would be blaring their stereos. We got stuck in a 45-minute long Wooly Bully one year. This, <laughs> this one guy was blaring sh- Wooly Bully, Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs. And, you know, the speakers in the window that look as big as a car these days. Really facing outward. Yeah, facing really? outward, and he's wow. blaring his music, and... and <laughs> We're walking, Joe Jarabek and I are walking, going to somebody. We knew somebody or he knew somebody in one of the other apartments. We had to get to the other side and the whole street stops. So we had to get to the other side of of this sea of humanity that was all dancing to Wooly Bully. And uh, it was nearly impossible. We got stuck for like 45 minutes in what we we just said. We got stuck in a Wooly Bully. Sorry, we were late. (laughs) And that was a perfectly legitimate excuse. Yeah, that's that's the best line ever. And, and people like 
we say you kind of have to you can't even tell all your Athens stories to people that don't know Athens because they're just they're like man you embellish things or like wow that guy's looking for attention to hear that crazy story but no, it is not uh, at all. It, it, uh, <laughs> yeah. it just all this nutso stuff happens in Athens it's all I think true. I think more so than other places in the world for sure well and I'll chalk it up to it uh, I said it before and I'll say it again it was a special time it was a special place it was very special people and uh, I, I have family members since, uh, nieces who have gone to school down there. Uh, the second generation now, guys I went to school with, Roz included, have sent their children down there. And they all come back and say the same thing. It's the same. It's just, you know, times change. But, but the people in the place, I think, are still the same. And I think that really is the, the joy of Athens, Ohio, is it's just always going to be a special place. And, you know, sometimes it takes more of a special person to appreciate that. And, and, and most of the people I hang out with could be classified as special. So we had our own special brand of fun, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's a, uh, I tell people even on the, on the podcast, I said, you know what? It's not a large audience of Athens and, and OU folks, but it's a great audience and just great people. You got plans to go down to Athens anytime soon? I haven't been there in so long. Um, uh, Golly, uh, the short answer is no. I don't have plans to go down there anytime soon, and that's a shame. Um, I I don't know. I don't know when I'll be in Athens again. <laughs> Maybe never. Who knows? Oh, I have a feeling you won't. Yeah, be I, able I to doubt stay that. Forever. I'll be back sometime. <laughs> yeah, look out. Herb Tarlick's going to come back into town one of these days. I might even bring Helen Roper with me. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Well, thanks again for being on and sharing our, our love for Athens and OU. It's my Roz. pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yes, thanks, Always Mario. a pleasure. It's so nice of you to take the time and give us your unique viewpoint and uh, get yourself to Athens soon, man. I'm going to try my darndest. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you.